Hello, I'm Gilbert Lorcay and welcome to episode 13 of the CDSFA Community Football Podcast. Today we speak with a man who has a lifelong passion for football and the Maggville Football Club, Mr Ron Royston, OAN. In 1958, when he was nine, Ron Royston joined the Maggville Football Club and he's been there ever since. He's been active in the club, playing, coaching, serving on various positions, including treasurer, secretary, and president, and becoming a life member. He's also been a member of committees at the Canterbury District Football Association, and he's a recipient of the Cesc Barlow Medal, Vincent Valor's Medal, and a State Football Award. On the 26th of January 2016, Ron Royston was awarded an OAM for his services to football. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, Ron, thanks very much for coming. Uh, glad to be here, Gilbert. Look forward to it. Fantastic. Now, you've had a lifelong passion for football. Um, Maggville Football Club. Tell yeah. us how it, all, uh, how it all begin. Yeah, it'd be a pleasure to do it. Yeah, it all started in 1958. My brother and I walked down Remnick Street, around the corner to Mackey Park, and uh, walked in this pretty big park and we went, went up to a bloke called Tom Sanders. Tom was six foot five and we were about three foot eight and three foot nine, my brother and I, and we said, excuse me, Mr Sanders, we'd like to play soccer. Can we join up? Yeah. And I've been there for 62 years now, mate, no problem. Um, started off in the nine fours yeah. and the first team we had, full field, 11 aside, and um, that was the first year I was there and, as I said, played through to about 1992 Mm. Uh, f- over five decades down there and now coaching and administration. But Amazing. Why uh, at the time, inter- interested to know from, from your point of view, what was soccer, was that your number one interest at the time at that age or you, you had a, obviously a lot of interest in uh, other lot, sports? And a lot of interest type of thing. I played rugby league at yeah. Mar- Maryville West Public yeah. School. Uh, a bloke called Greg Pierce went on to play for Australia and Cronulla. Mm. He was the outside centre and I was the winger. He'd score all the tries. Winger. He was the, <laughs> he'd score all the tries and I'd kick all the goals for really? Maribel West Public School. Yeah. But the art, um, as I said, the art, the love was for soccer. And um, right. uh, as I said, 1958, first yeah. started playing with Maryville and um, it's been a lifelong ambition and a love, been there ever since. Did you uh, follow football here locally or was it international? Did you watch? Uh, Not really in no. those days. Um, no. Mum and Dad lived in Renwick Street. Dad didn't yeah. have, never had a car. And right. as I said, um, just used to didn't have a TV till about late sixties or something. So um, as I said, used to just, just locally, just locally. That's all it was, mate. That. Fantastic. I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan now. Oh, now you're Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> From what year on? Yeah. Is this recent or oh, going no, back? Way back, back in, in the sixties. Back in the sixties. Yeah, the Aussie yeah. days. Eh? The Aussie days for the soccer, mate. It was How great. That? Fantastic. Now with um, Maggville uh, at that time, tell us, give it, uh, and again for people involved in the game, even the last ten years, twenty years. Maggville's always, for me, is a big club. Yeah, always. But was it a big club back then when no, you first started? Really. No. When we first started in 1958, mm. uh, mm. I think there's about 12 sides there, mm. like one in the eights, nines, tens, elevens up. Bruce Livingston was still playing then and Bruce is a life member of the association, as you know, now departed. Mm. And um, about 12 teams in the comp and, as I said, we played on a full field. Only had two, or had a th- big park down at Mackie, we had three fields. And as I said, the three fields were going on Saturday. We didn't play on Sundays. And um, as the club got bigger and 
I remember going back when I was a secretary back in about the mid-80s, Dave Patterson from Helston Park Club said, Ron, mm. when you get to 45 teams, stop. Well, now, as you know, Maryville's got 148 148. teams. 148. 148 teams. So it's, it's got That's bigger. Incredible. And, and it's all the local kids. It's a great community club. And yeah. it's, it's got a lot of volunteers down there. Then, as I said, Bert Harvey. Uh, the Bert Harvey Award's still here. Um, Bert was the one who taught me a lot about administration. And basically I took over from Bert in about 81 from the administration side. And ever since then I've just gone upwards uh, – Administration, secretary, treasurer, president, and you've done all the roles. Haven't done you? all the roles down there, and, and you've obviously, and, and you've also uh, been a significant contributor in the association as well. Yeah, over the years, I've been yeah. on the EC, the association, mm. uh, the appeals committee, senior grading. I was chairman of appeals back then, mm. and uh, and with the fun nights down there, we get abused by players, <laughs> but you can really see through them if they're lying type of thing. But um, yeah. But now, we, we, this is uh, the day, in the day that was uh, the office or the headquarters of the CSFA wasn't here in Pratton Park, was it? No, where, it was down was it? at Tempe, Tempe. Bowling, yeah. Tempe, Tempe Bowling Club yeah. in Mackey Park there and had its moments down there. Is that right? And before that, it was the IWF Club at Helston Park. Okay. And um, been to those clubs over the years as a delegate and as yeah. ever since then still come now. Great headquarters here at uh, Pratton Park. Yeah, fantastic. Now, you uh, tell us about your trophy business. You had a trophy business. For yeah, right, and I've uh, only had three jobs in my life. I was with Westpac for about 20, 22 years. Yeah. And I became a grass barber mowing lawns. And naturally, I wanted to, in the summer, you work hard. And in the winter, you know, do your soccer work and you don't mow many lawns. <laughs> and in <laughs> 1991, a fellow called Johnny Holman had the trophy business up in Orwood, Mayfair Trophies. Right. He worked for Qantas full time. And um, I said, John, he was going overseas to uh, live in Canada. You might buy your business. And really? 25 years later, I retired in 2016. Well. And I built it up a fair bit and I had the association business for a long time. Yeah. And a lot of the clubs around there. But it's good to be retired now, mate. Mm. Put it that way. Mate, I'll, I'll throw a couple of uh, well, uh, names and also some themes for you. Tim Cahill. Tell us about Tim. Uh, a great man. <laughs> a great family. Uh, never coached him, but as I said, he was with the club back in the 80s. Yeah. And the whole five of them play there, Sissy and Tim. Is that right, the whole family? The whole five of them play down there, Sean and uh, the other young one. I forget the young ones. (laughs) He he was his Mm. manager, Tim's manager. That's how I got on to touch with him. But the five of them played down there and Dad didn't have a car. So many times my wife and I would say right after the game we'd take them to their house. Drop them off. Drop them off at Earlwood up in Clark Street. They lived up there. Then they lived in Kingsgrove. And as Timmy said... um, his, lo- his love is Maryville Red Devils. I've seen him a few times. Mm. And um, as I said, he always when he comes down to Mackey Park, he was there in 10, 12, I think, and recently down there in 16. Mm. He's always, you know, he just signs balls. for the One night that he was down there, there was uh, Andy Pascalides organised it down to Mackey. There was 250 kids lined up, starting wow. to rain. And his mum said, Tim, it's starting to rain, you better come. No, no, these kids come out to see me, so I'll sit here and sign everything they put in Amazing. front of me. And he ran late for some function in town, but it was a, it was a honour to the game, mate, and his whole family. Fantastic. Now. As I said, he's, w- he's welcome down Mackey Park, and he always says hello to all the kids when he gets down there. That's fantastic. Uh, and of course, you, uh, I know you've talked to us looking at um, in the past when you've sort of uh, coached and also inspired a, lo- a number of young players and, and administrators. You talk about sportsmanship and discipline. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, sportsmanship. I've always been. Sportsmanship's been the main thing in discipline. Um, you shake hands before the game. Back in the old days, um, 
I won't go back in too too far, but <laughs> you used to play at punch bowl and what we did in the back in the uh, mid sixties and old Jack Crawford he had a Holden Ute and he said, Righto boys, discipline and sportsmanship. Is that I can take eleven of you to punch bowl park to play, I can only fit seven in the Ute. You know? <laughs> so four of you've got to get the train from Maryville to Punch Bowl and I'll well. pick you up there. Yeah, discipline boys, behave yourselves on the train or I'll leave you there. Mm. And seven of us would pile in the back of the ute and uh, take off. Uh, the other four would get the train. And when we'd get off, he said, well, you, hope you behaved yourselves on the train, boys, because I'll find out if you haven't been. And the sportsmanship side came with it. And um, as I said, uh, it's a great way to be. That's one thing I've really enjoyed about the game. I, I see some things now in the park I don't like, the... The old fouls where they roll around three times and they hold their left leg and you look at the replay mm. and it's the right leg that's got kicked <laughs> and also taking the shirt off. But the sportsmanship side, you find that with the club, through the committee, the volunteers down there uh, and the discipline, well, that's up to the coaches. These days kids bring their mobile phones and everything mm. else down to training. They must go off now with me, otherwise I don't train the kids. Do you find the discipline and sportsmanship, is, is it... Uh is it better now or is actually you find overall it's sort of declined a little bit? Uh, the sportsmanship's getting back into it with the way the game has progressed, I think. Uh, with females playing now and all that, there's more sportsmanship in it. Yep. The discipline side, seniors, once again, you know, the swearing that goes on, but one thing I don't like to me, if I was a referee and someone swore, I'd be sending them off. But that's mm. not up to me to decide that anymore. Mm. The games I've refereed, I just warn them before the game, Fellas, it's only a game, it's not a World Cup. If I make a mistake, the ball's out or it's offside and I don't pick it up, it's only a game, fellas, it's not the end of the world. But the discipline side, kids are very good these days, but um, the seniors, they could do with a bit more respect to the game, I think. Mm. And are you still coaching at the moment? Still coaching, mate. Right. Uh, started in 1990, started coaching down there. And uh, i got a picture of every team I've coached since 1990 at home. Wow. I did organise the... Maryville's uh, team photos days. In those days, about the 1990s to 2000, you'd have to do it over one weekend. Now with 140 oh, sides, wow. it's over three weekends. But mm. they do with Instagram now. The parents usually take their own photos. Mm. But, um, yeah, I enjoy it. So who, who are you coaching? Which team are you coaching this uh, year, the, 2020? Well, 2020, it'll be the under-13 fires most probably. I Great. had a phone call or a text from the manager last night, said we've got most of the boys back. We had a good season last year and um, we enjoyed it, the 13 fives. Uh, we'll yeah. be in the 13 fives this year and it's quite funny that the trophy that it's named after me is the 13 fives oh, trophy. Oh, hello. So You're going to go win your own trophy. I'm going to try and win oh, my own right. trophy this year. Does that mean you get to keep it, Ron, maybe? You have I, to speak to Ian about that I one. I don't think Ian will let me keep it, no. <laughs> Fantastic. Talk about achievements. I mean, also highlights on and off the field. Um, so Bobby Charlton. Yes, I believe uh, came to Mackey Park in the seventies. Is yeah, that right? Bobby Charlton been down to Mackey and walked on there. And what was he doing there? Oh, we've got he was invited down here. I think through a TV station. I'm not too sure now, but right. I was invi- I wasn't on the committee then. It was Bert Harvey and Tom Sanders, mm. and um, he was mob boy kids. I can still remember him walking in, not through the main gate. He come down through the Premier Street, the hillside. He walked in the back there and just walked across the park. So he was still playing there was at the time? Sure. I'm it was pretty like, sure Yeah, early was. 70s then. Early, okay. sev- early 70s, I think it sure. was. Sure, wow. And um, remember meeting him, shook his hand. Never got a photo, but... Said, what was he like? He was a, nice. typical, yeah. a lovely man, lovely man mm. type of thing. Genuine man and, as I said, like Timmy Cahill, genuine person. Mm. Fantastic. 
1988, I believe, uh, this under-14s, under-15s, sorry, Australian Championship. Under-15s were invited down to – Mackie Park was selected to have it. Mm. Um, Everyone was there. We got photos of that down the club. Uh, All the teams lined up there. Uh, Volunteers, Maryville Council was great that year. Mackie looked a picture. Everything was going great. Second day in, uh, excuse the expression, it rained heavily. I won't say something (laughs) It rained heavily and yeah. was transferred down to Solander Park down at Car- uh, Carringbar. It um, was an honour for the club and um, to have the Australian under-15 championships That's down there. That's brilliant, isn't it? And I got a picture at home with Mark Schwartz then in the under-15s really? playing. And the local Mark Babbage, he went on to play yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Those two boys that I know, Mark Schwartz, yeah. he was different to now and he's still playing, what, 20 years later. Mm, mm. Now you go on obviously to win all the the big, um, I guess, the, uh, win the, all the major accolades uh, that are to win in the association and football life membership for uh, Maryville back in 1981, I believe. That's an early, yeah, an early one. 1981. Yeah. 81. Um, 81. In 1999, I got recognised by New South Wales Football Association. Yes. Uh, and then the City of Life membership in 2003. 2003. There we go. That's an honour for me. Absolutely. Um, and 2014, I believe, the Vincent Val. Vincent Val Award what? at the uh, yep. Canterbury Dinner, which was so a. So you've won it all, Vince. Won them all. Won now, them the all. big one here, let me. Then we go to the major one here. We've got. Because uh, when we we refer, we should have sort of mentioned right at the beginning. You know, well, Ron has an OAM. You've got an OAM next to your name. The Order right? of Australia Medal, which yeah. was a great honour to me. Um, wow. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know anything about it, but. Uh, Someone rang up and said, I think you've got an OAM. I said, what's an OAM? <laughs> you know, and then I got a letter in the mail saying wow. I knew about it but I couldn't say nothing. And yeah. in 2016 I got awarded on Australia Day. That's brilliant. And in April I presented to the governor down at Government House. And How good is that? Really good honour. And as I said, it's not just for me, it's for all the people that I've done and worked with over the last years through mainly Maryville Football Club yeah. and also the Canterbury District. Yeah, It's a real big honour and as I said, just so pleased to get the award. That's brilliant. Tell us about the culture of Maryville. I mean, what what, what makes Maryville so special? Community, it keeps on growing. It keeps on growing. Mm. Community club and, as I said, a lot to do with the volunteers down there and mm. you go through the fellas in the 60s, Billy Strawn, Steve Stefanoff, Ian Littlewood, Glenn Longbottom, Johnny Mumford, uh, those boys, coaches, all good coaches over the years. Uh, down at Maryville also, we used to have a Vietnamese side back in the 80s. Right. They had two deaf sides down there, fully deaf boys. Wow. They were strange to watch. They, everyone's going to say to me, how do they hear the whistle? I'll up go the old hands and that's how it deals it. And the referee, can, except for Kevin Sutton, he just let play go on. <laughs> oh, Uncle Kev. <laughs> but anyway, the deaf teams down there. And as I said, in 19, I think it was late 80s, we had one lady side. Now I think down at Maryville there's 23 girls' wow. sides that's from huge, under eights to under over 30s. Mm. But as I said, the community club... And as I said, it's mainly the volunteers mm. and um, that's what the accolade should be for, for the volunteers down there and the coaches. It's a big job with over 350 coaches and managers down there. Mm. And tell us about, then, as you develop over the years, um, the Red Devils Football Academy. Yeah, the Red Devils. Yeah. Well, well done. Um, about five or six years ago, Ben Burrows approached the club and um, basically Ben and I sat down and uh, he needs he needs the club and we need him. The reason I mm. say that, um, uh, the, the junior talent of Maryville, there's a lot there and it attracts players to the club. 
And as I said, um, we need him because over the last couple of years he puts a lot back into the club by way of junior referees and uh, with parents and training and things like that, goalkeeping courses, ladies' courses. And as I said, uh, Football Academy, it's one of the better-known academies in Sydney, mm. possibly New South Wales, and it's run by a good team down there. Uh, last year I think he had about 19 coaches and um, this year I haven't seen much of Ben, but I'm assuming he'll be back this year uh, with the Red Devils Football Academy. And as I said, he's gone from four teams, eight, nines, tens, elevens, basically then, up to about 16 sides now. And wow. um, as I said, the cream of the talent goes into the one and two divisions. Yeah, and have you seen over the years the results of... of yeah, uh, yeah, the only trouble improved, is there's yeah. no uh, path for them after they leave Maribel 15s or 16s. Right. They go to Dully Chill or... Really? So oh, so you've so actually lost a number of players over the years, have I you? I think so, mate. At yeah, top over the yeah. top level. And wow. so they keep them there. Mm. They want to go to higher things with youth league, and that's fair enough, you know. Mm. Back in the days, Canterbury had the uh, reps here. You'd play Canterbury reps on – or you'd play your club on Saturday and your mm. reps on Sunday. Mm. And my brother played in the reps way back for Canterbury, way back in the 60s and 70s, you know. Mm. But this year, uh, this year with the uh, Red Devils Academy – I'm assuming they'll be back full and ready to go and once again the club will thrive again in 2020. Yeah. Well, tell us, in 2020, the season is going to start in a couple of months. What do you do in the off-season, Ron? Are you retired now? I'm retired, yeah. mate. live at Ramsgate and Beautiful. move from Roselands and yeah. um, Ramsgate Beach now down there, enjoying life down there with my wife, Christine. Right. She's also a life member of Maryville. Went 20-odd years in the canteen. So she was volunteering there as well, she was she? She was volunteering, the whole family. Canteen. In the canteen. Another husband-wife combo, yeah, That's eh? all we've got. <laughs> never, never were graced with kids, but as I said, yeah. I think there's about 1,200 kids down there now that some call me Uncle Ron. Even people now bring their sons back and say, yeah. oh, you coach my dad here and that's him there. And, yeah, I remember the fellow, a bloke called Haru Ganu. Haru I coached back in about 1990. He said, Ron, the only club my boy's going to play for is Maryville Red Devils and he brought right. him back again. That's one like that. But as I said... Um, it's there, the community-based club, and as I said, I wouldn't touch wood. I'll be there for a few more years yet. In yeah. 2021 is our 75th anniversary, and I hope to be a part of that uh, organising. Next big year. Con- next year. Big too, party. Big party for the 75th. Who's going to be invited to that one? Timmy? Uh, Timmy will be invited, of yeah. course, and a lot of old fellas I've seen lately over the years. Uh, yeah. when they missed out on the 7th. We had a good one, which the association attended down at Maryville there. We had the 70th, had a couple hundred people there, but... I'm assuming this one will be one we had in 1996 was the 50th and we had over 500 people at Canterbury Racecourse. So wow. we're assuming that 2021 will be another big function for the Maribel yeah. Football Club. A- apart from Timmy, have you, have you? I'm assuming uh, such a prestigious club, have you produced, you must have produced a number of uh, representatives across... Uh, a lot of them have. We've seen that have gone through the academy. Ben showed me a couple of pictures of boys that are playing either trialling overseas or... Yeah in the top state leagues now in New South Wales and the Sydney Olympics mm. and those ones. But as I said, mainly they go through the academy. Mm. Uh, a couple of other players that have played, Johnny Horatopoulos, Wally Savore, they're way back in the 60s, 70s, mm. 80s. They played for Australia. Wow. But Timmy is the main one and as sure. I said, he's always welcome at Mackey Park. Yeah. What do you think in terms of uh, participation across, well, football, let's start with Maryville mm-hmm. and obviously uh, capacity most of the time, but uh, just generally... Are you finding uh, football participation, can that be, be be improved a little bit or do we think we are sort well, of serving the community? a lot depends, Gilbert, on the grounds. You know, the grounds yeah, are getting limited. One, like I don't know how Balmain do it over there with 2,000-odd yeah. well, players. We're up to 1,800 and 
we take up Mackie Park and Steel Park now, both Saturday and Sunday. And um, to improvement, no, as I said, with the under, you've got little devils down there, three and four-year-olds, about 40 of them. You've got the All Abilities team down there with Pierre Millet. Pierre's got about 13 or 14 kids there and they play with Balmain sometimes every fourth week. Then you've got the sixes and sevens. I think last year there was over 300 under sixes and sevens down there, every colour you could name of in shirts. Mm. And as I said, the, the way the juniors can be improved, mainly it's volunteers and coaching. Coaching courses are brilliant. As I said, um, I've been a coach now since 1990. Mm. I think I know what there is to do with coaching from women's right down to junior kids. But the way juniors go, it's the cost side is good. The active uh, bonus thing that they bring out, this $100, that helps a lot of people in our area. Mm. Um, as I said, just mainly coaches and volunteers. Volunteers is one of the things that is really You've got to get uh, get people get them involved. Get them involved. What um, what would you say in terms of the the level of coaching from your time when you started till now? Is that um, uh, have you sa- found a big difference? A big difference. Um, when we st- first started co- back in '99, we just basically turn up. Right, our boys, training night tonight. You know, you get out one or two balls that you had in those days, but now everyone's got a ball and everything. Uh, we find now that it's te- very technical now, um, you know, touch here, touch there, instead of just kicking the ball and chase after it, if you had mm. a fast winger, he'd score all the goals for you, you know. But these days it's more touch and uh, passing, which I agree with. Goalkeeper training is very important now. Some kids are automatic, you can see they are good goalkeepers and others just need a bit of coaching. And as I said, we have a coaching clinic down there for Maryville too. You find some of the kids really uh, improve their skills through the mm. coaching clinic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with the ju- seniors, once again, seniors can be seniors. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd love to see Maryville get back into the Frank Broughton Cup, back in the Premier yeah. League type standard. We were back there way back. We had State League back in the 70s and 80s in third division. And as I said, those days are gone now. But with the standard of all age and over 35s and 45s, fella, some, most of the fellas are out there now just have a kick around on Saturday mm. afternoon. But uh, as I said, I'd love to see Maryville get back up in the all age one Premier League mm. type standard. Now you played. I think you, uh, looking at the uh, the history there, you you played to well into your forties, yeah. yeah Were you playing? Was that all age back then? There was back no over thirty fives yeah. back then, eh? Oh, I played for the thirties. Um, they've been going since about nineteen ninety, nineteen eighty or something. And um, in fact, I was asked to retire from the thirties <laughs> in ninety two. How do you get asked to retire? Well, <laughs> short story. Uh, <laughs> Playing up at Henley Park and it was about two all with five minutes to go in a game and some bloke from Menfield had a shot and I jumped about three seconds too soon. I was goalkeeper, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I jumped. By the time I come down to ground, the ball went over me heading in the net, you know. Oh, no. And one of the fellas said, Ron, I think it's time you retire from soccer. You know? <laughs> wow. So I, I played on for another game or so out in the field and that was it. So I started in 58. So you were keeper the whole time? No, no. no. I've always been a winger. I, winger and then, yeah. Winger and I hold the goal-scoring record at Maryville in mm. 1967, I think it was. We played Belmore Police Boys. Mm. I was right winger. I got the club record, 13 goals in one game. Right. Tom, Tommy Collins, if you're still alive, Tommy, um, he scored nine. And we had another couple of boys scored a couple. We beat Belmore Police Boys 25-0. <laughs> but oh, I hold geez. the record of 13 goals in one match. And very lopsided match. Very though, lopsided <laughs> match. They did, they did have only eight players. Well, right. I should admit Okay. Let's say, yeah, very important. Scored, yeah. Still scored 13, but that's one of the little records I hold. But as I said, that'll get beaten one day by some boy. 
Yeah, right. Fantastic. Where do you think community football is going, going forward now, the next decade? What do you think? Yeah, going forward, uh, television, A-League, mm. English Premier League, all things like that, World Cups, it's got to go forward football. Um, I just said to Trent outside about mm. AFL women, you know, but the way women are coming on now in our soccer, as I said, we've got two over 30 women's sides, three women's sides and three wills, the intermediate league. And you work your way down. Sometimes the girls, up to about 12 or 13, it's just kick and miss and pick the girl up and say sorry. But mm. from about 16 onwards, it's a bit more competitive. And I think women's football will go further advanced. Um, mm. 45s might turn into 55s. I know down at Marrow, we've got the Thirsties, the Phantoms and the Greeks. There's three sides down there. They've been there for 15 years or so. And every year they keep coming back. Right, and I see the there's a new oh, see, Football New South Wales promoting... Uh, Walking football. What do you think of that? I noticed that on TV yeah. last week. Great idea. Mm. I think I think I seen Jerry Gomez in the film. I think it was right, and um, it's not a bad idea. Um, mm. I might even get a game myself. <laughs> I've, just, I've just turned seventy, so Look at um, that. Um, I'll see how I go. But the old knee mightn't hold up to it. But um, yeah. a great idea, walking football, and I think it'll be a, a goer. Fantastic. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, in terms of elite football? I and mean, that's always been. A topic of discussion at the moment. Yeah, you've got you mentioned your academy, and obviously the the, yeah. the discussion the last few years has been uh, whether you know we're losing a lot of players uh, through the cities of failure. Go on to join other yeah you know, MPL clubs, mm. academies. Where, what's your view on that? I mean, for again, looking at the example of Maryville, where you've been able to establish a system and retain your players. That's you think right. that that's uh, that's the way to go? It's the way to go. I. Don't have Marrow could ever afford to go back to state league or something. Mm. You've got your Dully Chills and Stanmore Hawks around that way, which take it up if they've got the money behind them. But Marrow wouldn't have the money behind them. See, there's no mm. uh, this, thank goodness for the sponsors over the last couple of years because to put um, let's say basically new kits on kids every two years, that's a lot of money, a lot of meat pies and drinks to be <laughs> sold. Mm. And I remember the days when you do registrations back then. You know that. Um, You'd sometimes go home on a Wednesday night, my wife and I were $20,000 in our back pocket. From really? Regio. These Jeez. days with tap and go and FFOS, that's the way to go. But mm. with regarding elite football, as I said, the future's there. But as I said, for a club like Maryville, if it could get part of the association to go state league, maybe you know, mm. you'd get a great side from Canterbury District mm. uh, to go into state league uh, venture if you had the field like Pratton Park or a field like that, uh, Lambert down the track there. Uh, the elite football is there on the cards, but uh, it need a bit of financing behind it. Fantastic. Uh, one final question there, Ron. If you had one wish you know, for football, what would it be? Uh, that's a good question, Gilbert. Um, just a, a sportsmanship and discipline and keep clubs like Maryville and all the other ones in the Canterbury District, you know, keep them going forward. Uh, councils need to get on board, I think, with the clubs and as the kids are off the street, they're not playing with iPads and mobile phones. It's uh, good to go in the schools more. We did do stuff with the schools back in the early days too. But as I said, the advertisements out there, football's a great game. And as I said, it'll prosper in the future. Fantastic. Another thing, just like to say, this has been an honour to come here today, Gilbert. But just all the people that's helped me over the years, Tom Sanders, Bert Harvey, both deceased now. Even the people now at Maryville, the Georgina, uh, Gary Schmidt, Walker, they're running the club now. I did it for 25 years. On is that you get a little pocket money, that's about all, but now it's like a venture. And when you've got a club like Maryville with 145 sides, 
um, it is, it's a business and that's what it's down to. And more people should get involved with their local club all here in Maryville and in the Canterbury Association. Fantastic. That's great. Thanks very much, Ron. Much, Thank you. Much appreciated for the We'll interview. see you on the field. I look forward to it. See Thanks. you later. Thanks, Gilbert. Thank Bye, you. Bye, mate.